Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Clever Girls Know podcast. This is Bola from clevergirlfinance.com. And I am so excited to be recording this podcast episode because I'm going to be talking about how my Q1 went. Um, And I just, I'm excited to share what went well and what didn't go so well. And I'm also going to be sharing some tips with you as to how to assess your Q1 and set the stage for an incredible rest of your year. So Q2, Q3, and Q4. And I actually realized that this is going to be episode 79 and I'm like, oh my God, I can't believe I am 79 episodes in. That is so incredible. And so I wanted to say thank you, a huge, massive thank you to everyone who has been listening, to everyone who has shared this podcast with somebody. This has been so amazing. I've connected with so many women through this podcast. I am so, so grateful. So thank you guys for being here. Um, but before we dive into this episode, talking about Q1 and assessing Q1 and updates and things like that, um, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, I would greatly appreciate it if you do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And I would also love for you to subscribe to clevergirlfinance.com. I have an awesome resource library there where I have a ton of tools that can help you as you work on improving your finances. And I'm also always updating the blog with brand new content to help you as you work on improving your finances. So stop by, check it out, and please, please share with your friends. And one more request, I would be so, so grateful if you can take a moment to head over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast if you love what you've been listening to so that other women just like you can find this podcast as well. Thank you so much in advance. So let's get into this episode. And you probably heard me say that I am excited to share what went well and what didn't go so well with you at the beginning, right? You're probably like, what? Excited to share what didn't go so well? Well, I am. And the reason why I say excited is because it's all about growth. To me, it's all about growth. And growth is not just about the parts that go well. Growth is also about assessing what didn't go so well and learning the lessons from what didn't go so well so that you can apply it to the actual process of growing. And so that's why I am excited about the entire package because it's not just one aspect of it. It's not just the positive side of things that helps me grow. I look at the big picture and I take all of that when I think about the things I need to do to improve myself, to improve my business, to improve anything that I'm working on, that I'm focused on on trying to grow or succeed at. So let's start with some of the stuff that went well. And I'm going to give you guys highlights because I have a really long list and I'll be on here talking forever um, <laughs> if I don't, you know, kind of break that, like cut this short. So first of all, this podcast, you know, this podcast, I started in January of 2017. So it's a little over a year old now. And I celebrated the one-year anniversary of this podcast this past January, and it had exceeded 200,000 plays. Um, Q1 has just ended, and this podcast has exceeded 350,000 plays, and this is just so amazing to me, and it wouldn't have been possible without you guys who are listening. So thank you. And I was actually having a conversation with my friend and we're talking about the podcast. We were talking about, you know, intro music, just a simple topic. And I was like, I don't have any intro music. I don't have any outro music. There really isn't anything fancy about my podcast. And I was like, you know what, if I had actually waited 
to get that stuff done. Because one of the things I wanted to do when I had launched the podcast or before I had launched the podcast was to have intro music and outro music, but I just couldn't figure it out. I didn't have time. It was too complicated. I didn't want to pay anybody. And so I just didn't do it. And I was like, if I had waited to have that, we would be here in March, 2018, and there would be no podcast, right? (laughs) So it's just, you know, this just reminds me that sometimes done is better than perfect. And I had a message to put out there and I put it out there in the way that I could, in the best way that I could. And my goal is to always evolve and always improve myself. And I've tried to do that with the podcast, with the way I try to edit it, with the equipment that I now use for the podcast. Um, And 350,000 plays plus later, this is, to me, this is incredible. So thank you guys so much for being here. That is huge for me. And it's one of my highlights for Q1. Um, Clever Girl Finance was also ranked number three on the top 40 financial blogs for women on the planet by Feedspot, which again is huge. I had people on Instagram tagging me um, about this. I had no idea. So that was something that was just really, really exciting. And again, I'm very, very grateful for Um, also Clever Girl Finance NYC. Okay. Can I just shout out all of you ladies who listen in New York city and who came out and showed up for the Clever Girl Finance event on March 10th? The event was incredible. A huge thank you to the speakers, Dorian from Your Career Girl, Melissa from your money worth, Joy Ogunea from The Joy of Failure. This was such a fabulous event. It was completely sold out. I got to meet and connect with so many of you amazing women. Oh my God, I almost cried that day. I can't even tell you. Um, A couple of you ladies came from Atlanta. I thought you came sightseeing in New York City, but you bought your plane to plane tickets specific for this event. I'm getting tears in my eyes right now. And I am so grateful. Thank you so much for coming. Um, A couple women came from Philadelphia. Oh my God, I can't believe I'm getting emotional talking about this. (laughs) Um, And women came from, you know, tri-state, the tri-state area. And um, it was just such an amazing event. We got to share, we got to connect, we got to talk about money as it relates to us as women. It was a full house and just the connection and the energy in that space was just something that was so amazing. And I'm so grateful, grateful for all of you who came out to support. I'm so grateful for all of the sponsors that we had. Rise Money, Balance Water, um, Malik Law Firm. It was such a beautiful event and I cannot wait to do another event in New York City and of course in another city um, sometime soon and I'll be announcing that. But that event was a massive, massive success. It was small, but it was amazing. It was 50 women And unfortunately, our space could not have accommodated more. Um, The event sold out within a week of of me announcing it. And I kept getting emails leading up to the day of the event for people who wanted to attend. So I'm sorry we couldn't accommodate you, but hopefully in the next event, um, we can. And so that was definitely a huge highlight for Q1. I'm sorry if I sounded emotional. I was getting all emotional because that event just meant so much for me. Just meeting you guys in person and knowing that there 
their actual, you know, because sometimes when you're in front of, you're in front of a microphone, you're behind a computer, you don't get to see the faces, you don't get to hear the voices, you know, that connect with your brand that you, you know, that your, that Clever Girl Finance has impacted or is helping. And just having that in person, just having, you know, that connection in person and seeing all of you was a huge deal for me. So that was Huge, 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 huge. Okay. <laughs> um, next was, you guys have probably heard me talking about this business incubator. I had one of my cohort sisters, Xenia, on. I'm going to have a couple more of the women who were in my business incubator with me on the podcast. And last year, I got accepted into a business incubator. And it was the Goldman Sachs 10,000 Small Business Um program. And it's basically a program that goes over four months that basically prepares your business to scale at least 50% year over year. And in the program, it just basically helps you identify your next opportunity to pursue and walks you through the flow of identifying your opportunity and making sure it's feasible and it's financially viable. And it just basically removes the veil from your business, breaks everything down, and walks you through what it actually takes to scale and grow a successful business. And this opportunity, this business incubator for me was incredible. It was it was four months every single Wednesday in New York City. The program runs nationally. So if you're listening to this and this is, sounds like something that can help you with your business, just Google Goldman Sachs 10,000 small businesses and apply. It is it changed my life. And um, I identified my opportunity. I kind of knew what it was, but I was avoiding the opportunity because it's a huge opportunity for me. And it's also a huge challenge, which means that it's very, very scary. But through the program, I had to face it head on and I had to look at it every single day and every single week. And so it's something that I'm you know, going to start actively pursuing. And you guys may start to see some of that in the coming months um, as I start to work on that. So that was, you know, something that happened. I completed the business incubator and I also completed it with a certificate in entrepreneurship. So I'm really, really proud of that accomplishment as well as my cohort sisters. And my particular cohort, my particular um, incubator was in collaboration with the Tory Birch Foundation. And so our cohort, our four month program was all women. And so we basically built a sisterhood and it was just really, really incredible. Um, we now have an alumni group and we're keeping in touch and we're basically now accountability partners and making sure that we stay on top of each other and actually work on pursuing the opportunities that we said that we were going to pursue. So again, if you're trying to find something like this, you're, you know, this sounds like something you want to do. If you're in the New York City area, you can Google Goldman Sachs, Tory Burch, 10,000 small businesses. And if you're outside of New York City, but the Goldman Sachs program sounds like something that might be a good fit for you, just Google Goldman Sachs, 10,000 businesses. I am a huge advocate for the program because it has been incredible and I'm already starting to see the impact of being a part of that program in my business. 
Um, the other thing is that in Q1, I officially included and extended the Clerical Finance Academy to have an entire investing aspect. So this is something that I have been asked a lot by the ladies in the academy, some of whom I got to meet in New York City. Hey! <laughs> um, but you know, for those of you who have ever built courses, you know what it is to build a course. Oh my God, it takes a lot. For those of you who are in the academy, you know how much content is in there. It takes a lot, but I actually buckled down and I did it. And I, you know, I'm like, <sighs> I took a deep breath when I was done. Oh my God, I did it. So the Clever Girl Finance Academy now includes an investing extension. And I'm just really happy about that. And if, again, you've been wanting to work on improving your finances and you want to join a core group of women who are going to help support you and motivate you and you want to be around like-minded women, you want to be like in your space with your tribe, head over to Clever Girl Finance Academy and check out the program. Um, what else happened? Um, there's a number of other different things that happened um, that I will kind of share as you know the months and weeks go by on the podcast. But one other thing that I did well was that I took a full vacation where I stepped away from the business for a week. And I went to Paris and I went to Vienna. Um, I was born in Vienna. I went to college in Vienna. Um, I went to grade school in Vienna partially. And I have family there. And it was just nice going back to see people. I also went to uh, Paris and I got to meet a clever girl in Paris who I had coincidentally connected with um, a few weeks before. Before. She's going to be a, a guest on the podcast. Her name is Kenya. You'll hear her in an upcoming episode. And it was just really cool, again, to connect with one of you ladies in person. We sat down for lunch. We had a great conversation. Hey, Kenya. And it was just such a pleasant experience to be on vacation and kind of disconnect from the business. And the reason why I was able to do that <laughs> is because of my employee. So I have an employee. And that's another update for Q1 is that I adjusted my team. So if you've listened to the podcast for a while now, you may have heard me talking about my team. I had three girls who worked for Clever Girl Finance, and I kind of scaled things down to just having one person um, consolidating all those hours um, into this one team member who is now an actual employee on payroll. And I am excited to have her working for me. She's been here since December and um, game changing, um, helping me manage things and just allowing me to step away from the business and not, you know, kill myself trying to be on vacation and run a business at the same time. So that has been really, really helpful. So those are some of the highlights of things that went well with Clever Girl Finance. And so let's kind of switch gears and talk about a couple of things that didn't go so well. Number one, I'm going to be really, 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 really honest and tell you I fell off with editing my book and I put it out there to you guys that I was writing this book because I need you guys to keep me accountable and I get emails every now and then. Oh my God, I can't wait for the book. Oh my God, how's the book going? And I needed that. And I fell off because I was working on expanding the academy. I was working on all these other things, but I'm back on it. I actually spent some time yesterday working on the edits and I'm in the phase where I'm working on the biggest, the biggest edits for my editor. So once this phase is done, everything else will be a little easier. So I'm back on track and my goal is to complete those major edits by the end of April. So didn't go so well, but I kind of figured out what went wrong there and it was just time management. And also 
I'm that person that when I have a really, really massive task in front of me, I tend to fill up my time with other small things as a way to keep myself busy to avoid that major task. And that is a very bad habit that I have that I'm working on. But um, <laughs> I'm back on track with the book. And so that's one thing. Um, but identify what, what I wasn't doing well. And I've kind of like... Um, figured out how to fix it. So I've now allocated time into my calendar where I've blocked off full days to work on the book, no meetings, no phone calls, um, no social media, things like that. Um, and I'm just really focusing and that's where I find that I'm able to get the biggest chunks of work done. And when it comes to writing the book, I need like, I can't multitask. I need full focus. And I find that when my focus is broken, it takes me forever to come back to it, to get back into that zone. And so that's why I have to carve out those full days in order to focus on um, working on it. So I'm back on track and you guys can keep keeping me accountable, keep sending me those emails and sending me those messages. And I know I need to get this done because I supposed to be launching this book this year. <laughs> okay, so the next thing that did not go so well was self-care. And this is something that I actually really got upset about because I know I should be working on self-care. I have an entire podcast episode where I talk to one of my guests on self-care. Um, self-care is important for my health, for everybody's health, and specifically because I struggle with migraines and vertigo. And so January, December, I did really, really great with the whole self-care and kind of felt February into March, I fell off and my body told me aggressively that, girl, you have fallen off and you need to get your life. And I started dealing with severe um, migraines and I had to see my neurologist and just, I need to get back on my self-care, get back on a schedule, which I'm starting to do now, get myself together and just, it's it's hard. And, you know, it's it's hard to to ba to create balance sometimes, you know, I have small children, I have a household, I have, you know, this business, I have all these other obligations. And it, one of the reasons why I got upset with this is because um, I do have the supports to help me manage everything that I have. You know, one of the things that I committed to last year that I did not talk about on the podcast was getting a nanny to help me with my kids. And so I have the help. My mom helps me also. She helps the nanny also. Um, and it's like you have all this help, Bola, but then you still find yourself here. And so one of the challenges, that's one of the challenges I'm working on. And I, again, have sat down with myself, <laughs> planned out my schedule, blocked off my mornings to go to the gym, focusing on trying to go to bed earlier, um, focusing on taking a break from work and reading and finding ways to distress because stress leads into migraines and migraines, you know, start to manifest as vertigo. And I don't want that. And it's just things like things that help me are like just taking a, a break away from the things that keep my brain um, constantly churning, which is work. So spending time playing with my kids, reading books, doing my Bible devotionals, watching TV, which I rarely do, but I should try to do because it helps me think about nothing. It keeps my brain in that blank space. So that's one of the things I'm committing on doing better 
this Q2 and for the rest of the year. So those are, you know, some of my highlights of what went well, what didn't go so well, my Q1 as a whole. And I think it went really, really well, you know, when I look at it in aggregate and I know what I need to work on and I'm just excited about the future. And so for you now who have been listening to me ramble on about me and about Clever Girl Finance, (laughs) now it's your turn. And I want to share some tips with you as you work on doing your own Q1 assessment if you haven't already. And if you haven't already, I highly recommend that you do because, you know, assessments help you look back and they help you set the stage for what you need to accomplish next. So first of all, celebrate what you've done well, even if it's just a tiny, tiny thing, right? Because sometimes you can look back and say, well, Q1 was a wash. Q1 was not so great. I didn't do anything, but I bet you that there is something that you can celebrate. And if you've done some big things, that's amazing. Celebrate those big things. And I don't mean go out and blow your budget. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying celebrate internally. Give yourself a round of applause. Put on your favorite lipstick. Tell somebody, I did this great. Write in your journal. Celebrate it. And the tiny things could be you paid your bills on time, right? You didn't pay any bills late the entire Q1. It could be you stuck to your budget for three months straight, or you actually created that budget for three months straight. It could be you set up your retirement savings account, or you set up your savings account, or you 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 came up to speed with your bills. It could be whatever that small thing is. I want you to celebrate it. Um, and so look back at everything that happened in Q1 and celebrate what went well, no matter how small it is. No wins are too small to celebrate. Number two, review what didn't go well and why. So for instance, I talked about what didn't go well for me and I talked about why it didn't go well. And so I want you to do the same for yourself and also review your mindset and the mental blocks you had around the things that didn't go well. So are there things that happened that you were just in a certain mental space about? What can you adjust? Are there things in your environment that you need to change? Are there people that you need to stop hanging around? Um, Where can you find the motivation to do better with accomplishing your goals and the things you want to do? Where can you find find the encouragement and the skill set you need? You know, is it books? Is it mentors? Is it finding an accountability partner? You know, what can you do to adjust that mindset, to change that mental block and to take the lessons that you have learned from what didn't go so well and start to apply them. And then finally, I want you to refresh your goals and make sure they are specific and tangible. So I don't want your goals to be, oh, I want to save money and pay off all my debt. You have to be specific. You need to say exactly how much you want to save, exactly how much debt you want to pay off and by when. And you also need to break them down into small chunks that you can track and basically see that you are making progress on either every week or every month, but you want to have these small chunks that you can easily accomplish that build into your bigger goal. This will help you build momentum and help you stay focused and stay motivated as you work on accomplishing that big big goal. So again, celebrate what you've done well, 
review what didn't go well and why, review your mindset and the mental blocks you have around them and what you can do to change things and refresh your goals and make them specific and tangible. So that is everything I had to talk about for this episode. Not to worry, we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming (laughs) on the next episode. I'll be back to talking about money topics and things like that, Um, more focused and more specific money topics in the next episodes. But thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you so much for being here. Um, and I wish you an incredible, incredible Q2, an incredible spring. And again, if you haven't already subscribed to the podcast, please do. You can subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and you can also listen to episodes and watch videos on the Clever Girl Finance YouTube channel. And please, please, if you have a moment, head over to iTunes and rate and review this podcast if you love what you've been listening to so that other women just like you can find the podcast as well. Thank you guys so much and I'll be back with a brand new episode soon. Talk to you guys soon.